This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Giants, the topic of conversation. They come up short last night in San Francisco. If you want to call it short, they were outclassed by the 49ers. But you know what? The 49ers are going to do that to a lot of teams this year. A lot of teams. And look, I, I think they're going to be the ones on that podium with Roger Goodell in Vegas second weekend of February holding that Lombardi trophy. That's what I picked at the beginning of the season. I haven't seen anything right now for the first three weeks to kind of sway me in a different direction. By the way, you know, you guys, or earlier in the week, I said I had that episode driving into work the one night, and I had the stupid rock that came up off the road and cracked my windshield. So today was the day they were supposed to come over and, and fix it. Turns out the guy's here, shows up, and not even 60 seconds, he walks over and he, he checks out the crack, and he says, I, I, this can't be fixed. It's got to be replaced. Yeah, that was it. Because I guess the crack is too close to the edge of the window to where, like, they can't even get the machine and the tool that they use to fill those holes onto the window. It's like, great. So I was waiting around all day, waiting for them to show up, finally got here, and then, like I said, just like that, yeah, it can't be fixed. Got to schedule a new appointment to get the damn thing replaced, so that's where I'm at right now. So Monday, we're going to try this thing again. Supposed to come back and replace the windshield. Fantastic. <laughs> That's just what you want heading into a weekend. Uh, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll do plenty of jets, of course, as we move forward through the evening. Let us say hi to Dan in New Jersey, who is up next here on 9870 ESPN. Daniel, how are you? Hey, Dan, what's going on, my man? Daniel, I'm doing outstanding. What's going on with you tonight? My man, just... Uh Going to see my mom. That's all. Nice. You know. Where's but, Where's um, mom at today? Nice. Mom lives all the way down in Haddonfield in South Jersey. So, oh my gosh, that's a hike. Yeah, yeah I got a hike today, man. I got a hike. <laughs> but um, hey, man, let's get into it. Let's talk Giants. Um, yep. So listen, you you are 100 percent right. They went into a gunfight last night with a rock. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not horrified by last night, and you know, I, I'm really not horrified if. This team wins five, six, seven games. I like the direction of the team. And, you know, last year they kind of beat up on a soft schedule. I mean, the AFC South was not very impressive last year. Um, you know, they they, won a, they got a whole bunch of, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, to give you a little bit of Rangers here, some puck luck. Uh, you know, stopping Jacksonville at the one-yard line and, you know, winning a whole bunch of one-score games and the two-point conversion and, you know, I, I, you know, when when Shane and Dayball took over, I mean, I didn't look at this team. I, I mean, the cover was bare, cap hell, the whole deal. And I basically said, I'm not, I'm going to have no expectations for this team until 2024, maybe 2025. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think we're a little bit blinded by last year and the expectations going into this year on, uh, you know, they're just not there yet with, you know, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco. And also just, you know, a couple of things that irritated me last night, mm-hmm. the third and third, you know, the third and 13s, the third and third 16 screen passes to Debo and the McCaffrey. Yep. And listen, they're excellent players. They are fantastic. But you got to wrap up. You got to wrap up. But you, you got to wrap up. And listen, I, I know, you know, Trey Hawkins, I know it's his third career game. He had a tough night last night. Jason Pinnock, I know he's taken a little bit of a step forward. You know, he's had a tough night. 
but I got to be a little bit tough on X, Xavier McKinney, man. You know, you're, you got to see on your chest, you know, you, you really almost cost this team last year with that. I think he was messing around on an ATV last year. It's just me. And, you know, you cost yourself some games. So, you know, for him to have a tough night tackling, too, is kind of unacceptable. And, you know, those are the things that are unacceptable. And, you know, uh, I just think, you know, people need to remember that this team still does have a lot of turnover and a lot of rebuilding to do to have a consistent, uh, you know, winner year in, year out. It's, you know, we, we, we also, you know, it's can't always be instant gratification. Sometimes you have to go for that, you know, long-term success here. So, you know, thanks for taking the call, Dan. Really appreciate you. As always, you do a great job with the Jets. Dan, appreciate you, buddy. Say hi to mom for us. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, we could sit here and point to the offense, like I said, but the defense hasn't done itself any favor so far for the Giants in the first three weeks. Right? They've given up the most points in the NFL. Now, granted, they've played, you know, one more game than everybody else, but even going into last night, they've given up the most points in the NFL. Uh, the rush defense was a sore spot for them last year. It hasn't gotten any better. And last night, even apart from just the guys that, you know, the, the poor tackling and not wrapping up and just the technique. I mean, Jason Pinnock, that's my guy. I like him. You know, he started out with the Jets, and I thought the Giants got themselves a real, real good player because he got caught in a numbers game a little bit with the Jets. But, I, I, I mean... Like, there was one play last night on one of those screens where I don't know what he was seeing. Like, I forgot who it was. Like, a, a fellow Giant defender was already engaged in a block on the perimeter by one of the 49ers, and he essentially just, like, runs up and hides behind the Giant while Debo or whoever it was was coming through on the screen and, like, ran right past him. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But when it rains, it pours. It's got to be better. And, you know, Dan said something interesting, too. And it's something that we talked about on occasion all summer long. Like what the Giants did last year by kind of accelerating the curve, making the playoffs in year one and having all the success that they did, sometimes teams maybe get a little short-sighted. You know, I don't, and I don't think that that's smart business either. And that's why I like what the Giants' approach was this offseason. The Giants didn't look at things last year and say, oh, made the playoffs, won a game. Got to the second round. We were one of the top four teams in the NFC. We were this close from the NFC Championship game. And then they go out there and they make a lot of stupid moves to try to chase a ring maybe a little bit sooner than they're probably ready for. They didn't do that. They didn't because we came into this season with legitimate question marks still about this team. This happens, right? Tried to give the warning all throughout the summer that teams sometimes take a step back after having that initial success. Giants are probably not ready to compete, compete until next year at the earliest. I mean, like when I say compete, I'm talking about being mentioned among the elite of the NFC. That's probably next year. The question is, how far back do they take those steps this season? You hope not too many because that's just more work to do to try to get back to that point. I mean, look at the Jets, for example, right? Look what they had to go through. Everything bottomed out in 2020 where they were lucky to win two games, right? They stripped the roster going into 2020. They won two games. Then they fire the coach. Then Joe Douglas hires Salah. You got year one, they win four games. Year two, they win seven games, but they were in contention late in the season, and then it fell apart. This year, they thought it was ready to fire. They made the big splashy move to go get the quarterback, the Hall of Famer, to supplement that with all the good young talent they have in the locker room, 
And then, of course, you know, four plays into the season, now that plan is altered a little bit. But it takes a few years. You know, when you start from scratch, it takes a few years to build this thing up to where you are at the San Francisco level. That stuff doesn't happen overnight. Think about how long Shanahan and John Lynch have been there. They were both hired the same season. I think they were hired 2017, if I'm not mistaken. First two years, they didn't do anything. And then what happened in 2019? They were in the Super Bowl and came this close to winning the whole darn thing. And congratulations to those two guys, by the way. Today, they both got contract extensions. That's what you hope for if you're the Giants, that your GM and your head coach are going to get multiple extensions and keep this together, the continuity. Let's say hi to David in Long Island, who is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. David, how are you? Hello? Hello, David. What's going on? Uh, Doing good. I just wanted to um, tell you that I think that the Giants could have won yesterday, but they need the, like, the spirit of McCaffrey. Like, they have to want to win and do the little things, right? They put too much pressure on Jones, dropping passes. Defense is not catching the interceptions. The referees are calling questionable calls at critical times in the game, and that changed the whole complexion of the game. But I have faith that the Giants can pick up and do the little things right, and we did all this without Barkley. So -hmm. once we get them back, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be play-by-play. We're going to have to show up, and we're going to have to want to win, and I think that this can be a special season for us. Maybe make the playoffs, maybe win a game. You never know. But, yeah, we are outmatched. Well, Dave, you outlined a lot of things to where you say it could have gone the Giants' way, and then you listed about five or six different things. To me, that doesn't sound like it was a close game, and it wasn't. And I thank you for the phone call. I mean, you know, I I could have woke up this morning and won the lottery, but I didn't, right? I didn't. I didn't even buy a lottery ticket because I was waiting for them to come and fix my windshield, which was unable to be done. Here's the bottom line. Giants aren't in the 49ers class, guys. It's simple as that. And I was waiting. I was, David kind of made reference to it. I was waiting to see how long it was going to take before somebody called up and mentioned the officiating. I purposefully didn't even say a word about it. The Leonard Williams one was bogus. All right? I know that that's the way the rule is written now. If you put your entire weight and fall on the quarterback, it's roughing the passer. But, I mean, come on. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. And that gave the Niners new life on that third down. I get it. But you know what? The Niners were already deep enough in giant territory. They would have kicked the field goal if not end up scoring a touchdown on that drive, which is what happened. And here's why also you can't blame the officiating, guys. Niners and Giants had the same exact amount of penalties thrown on them in that game last night. And the Niners were actually penalized for more yards than the Giants were. Almost, uh, not almost, yeah, almost by two-to-one margin. So the Niners' penalties were actually more severe. But, again, that didn't add up to the difference in this football game last night. No way, no how. 800-919-3776. We'll continue the giant conversation. We'll also get into the Jets as well. Dan Gross' show on a football Friday, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Talking Giants, they fall to the Niners. They rest up for the Seattle Seahawks a week from Monday and what's turning out to be a pretty big game. And Brian Dayball, look, said that Saquon is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Well, I mean, Saquon told Taylor Rooks that he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. I don't know if the Giants necessarily are going to confirm that, but the bottom line is is that these are tricky, and it might even be an extra week or two for Saquon to get back in the huddle. But that still doesn't mean that the Giants still can't have enough to beat the Seattle Seahawks at home. Maybe you get some of these other guys back. You know, on your offensive line that you were missing, whether it was Bredesen with the concussion, whether it was Andrew Thomas, um, you know, that's enough to be able to help you. Seattle's not a great football team. Seattle's defense leaves a lot to be desired. So if you're looking at the giant offense right now and the quarterback specifically and saying, hey, when are you going to start to maybe kick it up a notch and play more consistent? Maybe you got the right opponent coming in on Monday night. Let's say hi to um, Tony in New Jersey. He's up next year on 98.7. Tone, how are you? How you doing, Dan? Tony! Let me ask you this. Dan. What's up, Tone? Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. When does the honeymoon end with Brian Dayball? This team has been ill-prepared three games in a row, way mm-hmm. too many penalties, too many personal foul penalties. They're not tackling. They're not blocking. We get guys rushing in unblocked. I mean, at some point, the coach has to be accountable. If this, start, if this, doesn't, if this continues against Seattle, I mean, you got to put it on him. Fair. Tone, I'm not disagreeing with you. If they lay another egg against the Seattle Seahawks, then we got a problem. Then that Tuesday, when we turn the microphone on and begin the show, that is going to be the main emphasis in all probability. Look, I get it. You're one and two. You lost to two really, really good teams. And you beat a team that you should have beaten, except you escaped by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin. 
I gave you the number at the beginning of the show, 63-6. to six. That's something that you can't escape right now. 63-6. to six. That's the Giants in the first half of the three games so far this year. I, I, I mean, that's brutal. I mean, Rutgers will probably do better tomorrow at the big house against Michigan, number two team in the country. Let's say hi to Tony in the car. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Tony, how you doing? What's going on, Dan? So Tony! What's going on? You did, you're back-to-back Tony, Tony. Yeah, Tony, brother, Tony. Um, first things first. Uh, San Francisco and the Giants was like boys playing with men. I mean, they threw us around like a bunch of ragdolls. Now, you brought up the officiating. So the mm-hmm. one on Leonard Williams, that was roughing the passer. But when Bosa threw Daniel Jones through the turf, that was okay. Yeah, I, I, I hate that rule. That's number one. All right. Number two, the defense, I don't know where it is. They on Twitter, they on Instagram, they on whatever, but they not on the field. They, they, I don't know what's going on with my defense, but they look absolutely horrible. Like you said, they need to wrap up, period. They need to put a helmet on someone and make them hurt because they made no one hurt yesterday. Uh, McCafferty was stiff-arming everybody. Tony, real quick, real quick to that point, uh, you know what else, uh, a stat that I saw after last night? Do you realize Brock Purdy, let me get uh, the, the passing yards for you. Brock Purdy threw for 300 yards last night. 70% yep. of the Niners passing yards last night were yards after the catch. What does that tell you? That's horrible. That's horrible. How we 70%. Like you know, and, and, and someone asked the question. They said, well, who would you rather have, Brock Purdy or Daniel Jones? Put Daniel Jones with those weapons and see and let Daniel cook. Let oh, that's uh, that, that, absolutely. Tony, absolutely. And I thank you for the phone call. That, I, I, I'm 100% in agreement. Like, I, I saw that floating around the worldwide Internet last night, too. Like, you mean to tell me that that game would have been any different if they switched quarterbacks last night? Giant offense would have gotten nothing done still, even with Brock Purdy. And if you put Daniel, jo- if you put Daniel Jones on the 49ers, that would have looked like the freaking Bill Walsh Montana 49ers. Because they're that much better, pound for pound, man to man. You know, and about the defense, here's the other thing, too. Wink was a breath of fresh air last year, right? New coordinator coming in. Anybody was better who the Giants had previously. He's aggressive, loves to dial up the blitz, but there's a risk-reward if you're going to be that blitz-happy. And there is not a team in the NFL that blitzes more than the New York Giants. And here's the reality. It took you until the third game of the season to finally get a quarterback sack. So you're doing all that blitzing. You're leaving all your guys out on an island, especially your young corners. You got two rookies, essentially, that are starting a corner in your secondary. And I throw Jason Pinnock in there, too, as a third guy in that secondary. He's not a rookie, but he's still a very young player in this league without a lot of experience. So you're asking your guys to maybe do a lot more than maybe they're accustomed to doing. And it worked last year because... They stay true to who they are, but you know what happens. The NFL has an entire offseason to go to work, to go to school. You mean to tell me that all these teams that got ready to play the Giants, that they didn't go back to the lab during the spring, during the summer, and start breaking down that tape 
and find ways to combat the blitz. So my point is, is that if you're blitzing and if you're going to blitz coming off the bus like the Giants do, you better get home a little bit more often or else you're going to have problems like you've seen from them the first three games of the season. Three games, two sacks. Two sacks. And you're leaving yourself wide open in the pass game if that happens. Brock Purdy, did you see the next-gen stats for him last night when he had pressure in his face? He picked them apart like he was a 10-year veteran. Kids got poise. You want to say it's the weapons around him? You want to say it's the system? You want to say it's Kyle Shanahan? Be my guest, but you know what? It works. It freaking works. And I know, look, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of fans right now who are upset. And you got to point the finger at somebody, and they're unhappy at the head coach, right? It all starts at the top, as it should be, right? You want to blame the head coach. Remember something, though. Patience. Rome wasn't built in a day. And that's why last year's results could be a little misleading for this football team. Look at the team on the other side of the field last night, who, as I've said many times, is, in my opinion, the best team in the entire league. All right? Kyle Shanahan, when he took over there in San Francisco, you know what his record was the first two years? They were 6-10, and 10 and they were 4-12. and 12. And essentially, when 2019 rolled around, he was coaching for his job. And that year, it all came together. Year three, they won 13 games, and they went to the Super Bowl. And if not for a couple of Aaron Jimmy Garoppolo throws in the fourth quarter, maybe they're hoisting the trophy. And Robert Sala's got another Super Bowl ring as an assistant coach, as a defensive coordinator of that club. Then what happened the following year? They came back and they went 6-10. and 10. I know they suffered some key injuries in that game against the Jets. They lost Bosa. They lost Garoppolo. I get it. But so think about that. This is Kyle Shanahan, a guy who just got a contract extension, a guy who's considered one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's got the best team in the NFL. Three of his first four years as a head coach, he didn't win more than six games in any of those seasons. Niners didn't fire him. Niners were patient because they realized that they made a mistake a few years before that and ran Jim Harbaugh out of town. And it took them how long before they got it right again? Remember, they had Jim Tom Sula, they had Chip Kelly, and they were a disgrace again. Giants will be fine. I'm not jumping ship off of this regime, not yet. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Chris in Long Island, who's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Christopher, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Um, hey, Chris. So, you know, with the Giants, yes, there there's a lot of, uh, you know, deficiencies that we've seen over these first three games. But... To be clear, $40 million on the cap is being used on a quarterback that I think is a bottom five in the league. I mean, the first three years of his career, he led the league in turnovers. Mm -hmm. Last year, Dayball was smart enough not to let him throw down the field, and he just utilized Saquon Barkley in the run game, including Daniel Jones' own abilities to run. And whenever he's asked to throw the ball in any kind of significant way, he stinks, and and they lose. And you know the fact that they're locked into this guy for the next few years at that kind of cap hit is—I just do not see this going well for the Giants. Uh, and I and I don't think the excuse—you know, 
year five. Enough with the Daniel Jones excuses. He is what he is, and he's a, is a quarterback with a well. But Chris, know, how do you explain last year? Record. But Chris, how do you explain last year when he was very, very good and won a playoff game and played his best football in the playoff game? My thoughts on last year was Dayball was a masterful game planner and did not let him throw the ball down the field. So, in other words, he he kept Daniel Jones from being his own worst enemy. And Now, does that have to do with the game plan, or does that have to do with the fact that they didn't have game-breaking wide receivers to be able to stretch the field? Yeah, you know, you could say that, but, you know, it's, it's funny how the, the top-flight quarterbacks always seem – the receivers always seem to do really well for them. You know, you put Patrick Mahomes, you got, I could bring three guys off the street and he can make them look like an all-pro. So, you know, again, it's I just think it's a lot of excuses with Daniel Jones. And after five years of losing, I mean, what? how many years do we have to see this guy? Well, see, here, but Chris, here's the thing, and I thank you for the phone call. You mentioned Dayball, masterful game planning, and I, and I think there's some elements of that to be true, okay? But Dayball's not going anywhere. Dayball's still here. So if you're the Giants and you have this partnership to where it all finally comes together between Dayball and Daniel Jones, why is it so foolish to run it back? Like I said, they didn't sign Daniel Jones to a 10-year extension. The way the contract is structured, it's two years. And if it doesn't work, and as the relationship continues, if Dayball thinks that he needs a new quarterback, and he's maybe taken this as far as it could go with Daniel Jones as his QB, then they're going to go get a different one. He, Joe Shane, if they feel that way, then they're going to go shopping for a new quarterback. As simple as that. You know, make no mistake about it. The 49ers, they stumbled into Brock Purdy, right? They lucked into Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft for a reason. If Brock Purdy was this good and wasn't ever going to lose a game in the regular season as a starting quarterback, he would have been the first pick in the draft, not the last pick, right? San Francisco traded up all those assets to go get Trey Lance a couple of years ago, thinking that he would be the next savior for them. Brock Purdy was nothing more than just depth. <laughs> it's like, take a flyer on him. That's all they did. But... You have a well-stocked roster. You got a coach that knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to developing quarterbacks. And that's how you bring the best out of a player. 800-919-3776. Wait, Giant fans are out tonight. I love it. Love it. Football Friday. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, I've had some doozies with rain in that parking lot. I remember a couple of years ago, it was actually last year, the tw- so the 2022 season, a preseason game um, at home where, no, maybe it was two years ago, one or the other, but, you know, it's August, and you get those, like, torrential downpours, 
drive into the stadium, and then just the sky opens up. And, I mean, it is like a car wash where you're driving, like, 10 miles an hour. You can't see anything. You got the wipers going at full blast. You got the flashes going. So I finally get there, make my way over to the parking lot, except I can't get out of the car because it hasn't stopped raining. The parking lot is completely flooded. I was like, I'm not walking. In. I mean, the, the, the water was, like, coming up to my ankles. I'm not walking in that because then I'm going to sit there with, you know, cold feet all night long. I'm not doing it. So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting for it to subside. The rain finally stops. The parking lot still isn't draining. I'm like, what the hell do I do? Thankfully, that was a day because it was preseason where we were only on an hour before the game. It wasn't two hours before, so I had some time. And then (laughs) Bob Wischusen, the great Bob Wischusen, rolls into the parking lot. I see him in his car, and since Bob has a little bit extra time, you know, he doesn't have to get into the stadium as early as I do because, you know, I got to do the pregame. Bob says jump in the car. He had like an SUV type thing. So I jump in Bob's car. He drives me over to like the sidewalk area, which is elevated off of the ground. You know, so it, it's at least dry. Like you're not walking in the, in the puddles and the water and stuff. So Bob, I, I jumped in his car. He drove me over to the curb and then I was able to get into the stadium uh, as dry as possible in one piece. And who the hell knows? I might have to do the same thing on Sunday, depending on how bad this rain is going to be. I mean, they're saying like maybe like two, three inches of rain between Saturday and Sunday. I don't want to have to deal with that. And then, of course, you worry about the game, how that's going to affect the footing on the field, first and foremost. And you got everybody who, of course, you know, is going to blast the turf and it's a bad surface and it's dangerous for the players. And of course, if it's wet, God forbid, and then you got to worry about a wet football. And the quarterbacks trying to secure it, the ball, the, the, the ball carriers themselves. Interesting. Another layer to add to this already intriguing matchup between the Jets and the New England Patriots. But we're talking giant football right now. Let's say hi to our pal Griffin in Connecticut. He's going to be at the New York Liberty game hey, on Sunday hey Dan, afternoon. How are you? Griff, I'm doing outstanding. What's going on? Um, I'm about the Giants, first first the Giants, and then I have a point about uh, the big game in college football tomorrow. Okay. Um, I know Giant fans are upset that mm-hmm. they're not that they don't look good in the loss, but what Giant fans have to understand is they're just in a rebuilding phase. They're starting to try to figure out and rebuild. This is a team that had. High, that took a big step last year that wasn't supposed to. And I think it's a little bit upsetting. But yesterday, for a minute for them, that offensive line, though, needs to be better. As much as people want to hate Daniel Jones, I don't get to care who's back there. If, they, if he has no time to throw, he's, he's in trouble. It was a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying, Griff? I I mean, look, you have a depleted offensive line, and Daniel Jones only went down twice last night, and and that's, I think, partially credit to his athleticism and his ability to elude the rush and to try to get rid of the football, make something out of nothing. But it it wasn't ideal. You know, and it was going to be tough sledding for them all night, and that's exactly how it played itself out. Yep. Now, what about your college point? Um, In college football tomorrow, everybody expects Oregon to just – Roll past Colorado. I, now, if you let me ask you a question. Have you put a wager on this game? No. Okay. You're staying away from it? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But I, I do think Colorado has what it takes to keep it close, and I think their offense has what it takes to keep it close, and I, that's why 
I expect this to be a high-scoring, high-flying game, but do I think Colorado win? I don't know, but I think this will be a high-scoring, high-flying game because I just don't know if if both defenses can stop this off both offenses. Even though even though Colorado doesn't have Travis Hunter, their offense has still been good enough with the running game and Shadir Sanders. So I don't well, know if both. The over-under is 70, so, I mean, the odds makers feel exactly the way you do, and there's probably going to be a lot of points in this game. But if I'm looking at the line right now, Colorado's getting three touchdowns in this game. I, I see right now Oregon minus 21. I, I'll, I take those points gladly. I really and truly would. I think Colorado could keep it within three scores, 100%. I do, too. So there you go. I mean, you know what, Griff, if you wake up tomorrow and you're feeling a little bit frisky, maybe you throw, throw a few shekels there on uh, the Buffaloes. What do you think? All right, Dan. Maybe. You never know. Hey, Griff, do me a favor. Enjoy the uh, the basketball game Sunday, all right? Yep. All right, buddy. You, you enjoy good. the football game. I will try my best. Be Hopefully good. Hopefully the, the performance by the Jets. Let's hope so. It's going to make all of our lives a lot easier if, yes. if they do, uh, and do this, what they're supposed to. And the streak. And the, and the streak, absolutely. That's going to be the mantra on Sunday. That's Griffin in Connecticut. End the streak. I should have called my friends in Florham Park in the marketing department. Could have had, like, banners and signs and everything, like, printed up for the game. End the streak. Uh, let's say hi to Mark in Long Island. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, Dan. How about yourself? Mark, you know what? I could be better and I could be worse, but I'm just I'm just doing my thing, you know? Oh, well, well, uh, you know, listen, that's, sometimes that happens, but I will tell you, you're a voice of reason. It's a pleasure to listen to you. It really is. I, I, I try um, to be, Mark. <laughs> so somebody has to be. <laughs> so uh, as, as far as – I just want to talk about the Giants for a second because I, I've been a fan of the Giants forever, and I'm watching this team, and I'm watching the game last night, and this was not a Daniel Jones problem as far as I could see. I felt it was the defense problem because they couldn't tackle. They, there were so many yards after catch. They could not stop them at all, and they just couldn't get off the field on third down. And that what happens over the course of the game is that defense got worn down. I thought the first half was a good first half for them. The second half, defense worn down. Daniel Jones didn't even get that many chances to, uh, to you know, quarterback too many plays. I think they outnumbered the number of plays three to one or two to one. And it, I, you can't put it on the quarterback. It's really was a defensive failure more so than an offensive failure. Uh, you're a thousand percent right, a thousand percent right. I mean, and, and I'll repeat what I said at the beginning of the game, Mark. That game was essentially the Jets Cowboys game, but just substitute the Giants and the Forty ers That's exactly what that game was last night. It, it's a great analogy. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. right. Jets and couldn't I, get off I, the I'm field on panicking. third down. Didn't have enough plays. That's exactly what it was. Exactly. And, and I'm not panicking about the season either because they're one and two, and the two losses were the two perennial Super Bowl teams this year, or, you know, or, or strong likelihood to at least, uh, you know, uh, challenge for the Super Bowl. And, and are the Giants a Super Bowl team? No. Could they no. be a wild card team? They can. I think they can. But it's going to take an effort, and they, got, they definitely have to play better. There's no I, question. A thousand percent right. You're a thousand percent right, Mark, and thanks a lot for the phone call. Look, here's the bottom line 49ers got better players than the Giants. All right? They got better players. Even the Giants' best player on offense, Saquon Barkley. Okay? San Francisco's running back is just as good, if not better, in Christian McCaffrey. And remember, San Francisco was missing a pretty key, a pretty key piece to their offense last night, too, in Brandon Ayuk, 
who's gotten off to a great start this year at wide receiver. He didn't play last night. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's an embarrassment of riches. And I'm not giving up hope on the Giants. I picked them to be a wild card team at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking to it. Not after three games. Nonsense. Come on. No way. 800-919-3776. Remember, we got Buttle coming on at 8 o'clock to talk a little Jets. We'll continue the giant phone calls until then. Grasso Show on this Football Friday, 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.